Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is From Dar Square to Wear, the Arsenal Twitter podcast, brought to you by Andrew, the Hinkley Gooner. One word of warning, it is highly unlikely to be suitable for young children. Our show, You Can Be The Star, is the most interactive Arsenal YouTube show. So far, we've had some great guests on the show, including Arsenal legends Kevin Campbell and Nigel Winterburn. The show can be seen on the From Dar Square to Wear YouTube channel every Wednesday evening at 7pm UK time. The audio podcasts are available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification button. Like the videos and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This will really help us get found. Also, please tell your friends about From Dar Square to Wear. You can contact the show on Twitter, which is at From Dar Square or at Crack of Dawn. Also on email, which is from dollsquaretoair at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. All right, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello, welcome to this new edition. Um, this is the audio of the show I did today on YouTube with the excellent Psycho Mank, the Mankgoonian, and uh, the Bearded Gooner, that's Tanner D, from, uh, all the way from America, who is obviously now a Sky Sports analyst. Um, so yeah, we had a good chat about a lot of things, mainly about the imminent announcement of Arteta being the new boss, the squad that he's inherited, um, all the other bosses that we've been linked with, and uh, yeah, loads more besides, including, amongst other things, little turtle heads. Um, I'll let you find out about that one yourself. Before we start, I put on Twitter yesterday that I've come up completely randomly a new chant about the one, the only, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, well, you know what it's like when you always come up with something like this. You think, oh God, well, should I do it? Here it is anyway. Sod it. I don't care what you think. But, well, let me know what you think. Uh, here we go.
Optional start. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. We don't need Aguero because Martinelli scores. Score, Martinelli, score. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. We don't need Aguero because Martinelli scores. Score, Martinelli, score. Alright, alright, whatever. At least I've bloody done it, eh? Well, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to this new episode of From Dial Square to Wear. Two guests on today. How are you, Psycho Mank? I'm alright, matey. How are you, Andrew? Pleasure to be on, mate. Yeah, pleasure to have you on, mate. I'm okay, thank you. You're okay. You're not too bad at all. And how are you after your travels over to London, Tanner? Uh, settling back in. Uh, the weather is definitely a little worse here than it is over in your guys' neck of the woods. We're a lot colder. And uh, if this would have been about 20 minutes ago, you could look right out my window here and you would have seen a pretty good bout of snow flurries. But uh, overall, mm-hmm. overall doing well. And uh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. At least you'll get a white Christmas. We don't get those very often anymore, do we, over here? <laughs> so, yeah, excellent. Well, you look, look, we we're just talking off air and uh, a bit about your, your trip. You'll have to go into that a bit, uh, bit more detail later, but it's looked like you had a fantastic time anyway. And you're okay. back over in, in March, is that right? Uh, hopefully. I haven't, I haven't made the arrangements yet, uh, but that's what I'm looking for right now. I'm hoping to get back uh, for the West Ham match at home. And then uh, travel down to Brighton um, and go to the away match in, in Brighton. So that's the plan right yeah. now, anyway. I just, well, I'm just wondering, Tanner. Seen as you've been on over here, have you actually ever seen Arsenal win while you've been over here? Actually, last year <laughs> I did pretty well. Yeah, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't me trying to be funny, by the way. I just wondering <laughs> from what you were saying. Then I've, I've seen them. I've seen them win more often than not. I'll put it to you that way. Right, but uh, right, the, the fortunes, the fortunes really started to turn. Quite frankly. Um, Last year's Brighton match, the final home match of the season, that's when things oh, really God. started to turn, at least in terms of, of my luck, anyway. So. Well, to be fair, that's a, a you know quite a big part of Arsenal history that will go down as that match. So at least yeah. you can say you were there at the lowest, <laughs> yeah. uh, the yeah. lowest point of <laughs> Arsenal's history this, this century. But um, <laughs> well, you never know, when you come back, you will... Well, you might see some lovely, free-flowing, attacking, blistering football under our new manager, Mikko Arteta, as it looks like. And we're going to have an Arteta Tate this evening. Well done. I actually take take all the credit for that because I came up with it just before the show. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we've got Ryan watching. Uh, he's put Tanner, the Sky Sports legend. Yeah, well, I say we'll have to go. That's amazing. I, I don't know you wangled that one, Tanner. You got that interview on Sky Sports. We were we were walking. Um, I don't I don't even remember where we were coming from. Uh, I do remember where we were coming from. Actually, um, we she's a big. I'm not a coffee drinker, but there's a little coffee shop 
Um, if you guys are familiar with where the armory is, if you come out of the armory, mm -hmm. the, the circus right there, which is where we did the interview, uh, just across uh, from the circus there is a little coffee shop. And <clears throat> I started to walk up to the Holloway Road station and said, it might be time to turn around and go back to the flat because I think I've got some business I need to take care of before I start my day here fully. Oh. Little, little, turtle. <laughs> little, little, little turtle head. Yeah, little, little turtle head poking out. Uh, yeah. Start a little bit <laughs> uh, But no, and so we turned around, we started walking back and uh, saw them. They had just they had grabbed another guy off the street there and interviewed him and then said, hey, if and they heard me, they heard my fiance and I talking. And it said, you know, hey, if, you know, if you give us a few words here, you know, we'd love to have you on, especially, especially getting an American's uh, viewpoint, which I uh, any any more the whole, oh, you're an American football family. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Why does it matter? But uh, tell you, you uh, should have gone. Go, go, Tottenham United. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, let's come on, come on, Tottenham City United. Let's go. <laughs> yes. on, no, no, wait. I said it wrong. It's it's Tottenham. <laughs> Leicestershire. <laughs> What's that, Andrew? Leicestershire. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are you guys going up to that that Leicester Square? It's just that's just reminding me strangely of um, Greg Davis interviewing. Uh, oh, what's he called? The guy out of. Um, the vampire films uh, Taylor Lautner and he was oh, saying yeah. to him about Worcester, Worcester sauce yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> like what is that word <laughs> Worcestershire yeah. Yeah, it's, just... oh, it's a crazy language we speak mate it's a crazy one I know. <laughs> it is I mean you're trying to actually explain that to someone I don't know how you actually work that out I don't you know it's mad it is a weird language and you know we have to give uh, Emery props for actually learning it because apparently it's one of the most difficult languages to learn anyway I ain't going to go all down that it's very very boring <laughs> I don't even know why I started there but um, yeah just quickly before I um, before you know we joined each other just before we went live I flicked on to Twitter, send you guys the link to, to join me on here this evening. First thing I saw was that Welcome Arteta was trending, but also underneath it's got trending with Arteta out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yesterday though, I mean, that's got to be a joke and I'm sure other fans get involved, but yesterday I saw after uh, Liverpool's, oh, well, if you can call it Liverpool versus Aston Villa, clock out was trending and yeah you clip on it it was all you know it's all jokes and um people taking the piss sort of thing really but i'm, I'm pretty sure uh, well i don't know i mean i don't you couldn't really put anything past our fan base a lot of our fan base uh if our set out is genuine but I, I i mean let's go into this because it's not been officially announced yet it, it should be any time now apparently um man city have given it all the green light agreement has been reached with Man City um, and I'll have to admit I, I really have up, up until yesterday I'd say I've had a lot of reservations I've, I've put it on Facebook um, on Twitter a lot that I will support him 100% but I don't think he was the right guy um, for a number of reasons which we, I'm sure we'll get into throughout this show but I don't know it sounds weird but I listened to the uh, Arsenal Vision podcast yesterday and um, listened to Clive and um, Tim Stillman 
and uh, Paul talking about it. And I don't know, listening to the whole show, especially Clive, because you know what he's like. He's um, he, he's, <laughs> he's got such a relaxing voice. You just, uh, you know, you can tell him to do anything. You just go and do it after you listen to his voice, wouldn't you? Yeah, he should, he should do audio books, Clive. He's great. He's yeah, great. I know, definitely. But, uh, I mean, he spoke with a, an awful lot of sense yesterday. And basically, to cut it all down to a very small piece, it, it all comes down to having to burn this club to the ground pretty much to start again. And for that job, why wouldn't you, or why wouldn't you feel comfortable giving it to someone, you know, like Arteta? Because I think he could be very much the sort of the person we're going to be having to rely on with the with the youth and bringing the youth through and actually starting afresh, really, with a, a proper way and a style of football which we can build from you know all age groups right through through the club and um yeah i just i finished listening to that and i thought it it really does all make sense and it got me quite excited about it to be perfectly honest and it completely not a complete turnaround but almost from my point of view tell me what what, where do you guys stand i'll start with um with you first tanner and what do you guys where do you stand with um the appointment of arteta I, I've been, you know, reading Twitter for the past few days here now, and and everybody has their opinion of who they thought the choice should have been. But the fact is, none of us have a crystal ball. We we don't know how this is going to play out with with anyone who would have been appointed. I personally am getting excited about it. I am. I, I like what I'm reading uh, about Arteta from, uh, you know, from Pep, from Wenger. Uh, even Pochettino had had uh, very good things to say about him. So I'm, I'm getting excited. Uh, but I think my excitement is probably directed more at a fresh start and mm. a new idea and a new beginning. Yeah. Um, and so from that perspective, with uh, – is it, is it Mikel, Michael? I, I always thought it was Michael Arteta. Um, that's how I've always said it, but, uh, Dumb with, Americans. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Mickey, uh, Mickey. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll just call him Arteta for now, but, uh, I, <laughs> I like what I'm reading about it. So from the, from the new, from the fresh start, the, the, the new beginnings perspective, I think, I think he's going to be the right guy. I, I think expectations have to be tempered right off the bat. He's not going to come in and, turn us into the Invincibles by January 1st against, you know, against United. That's just not going to happen. Um, but get him in here, you know, get his system implemented, let the players get used to him, let him decide. Okay. Cause right now I think he, I think his bigger problem, his biggest problem is going to be figuring out who needs to go, not necessarily who to bring in, but who needs to go because there's some big name players in this team that I think probably should be given their walking papers, in my opinion. Mm. But yeah, sorry, I, I, not to go off on a tangent here. Overall, the answer is I'm excited for a new beginning. Uh, I'm backing Arteta 110. Um, percent yeah, I'm 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 buckling up. I'm settling in. I'm getting ready to go. Because mm. I think when we appointed Emery, I I've said this on loads of times. I know you know. But I, you know, I looked into his background, so I didn't know too much about him, and that's what put me on a downer straight away because I could almost sense what was going to happen because of everything that, he, you know, his record previously and what the fans thought of him. And um, because we, we haven't got any of that with Arteta, 
obviously he hasn't he's never managed before so that's what I think for me is is quite exciting and Nagelsmann got his first job when he was 28 in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. he's only 32 now and look at him you know and um that's a great you know, point there was an owner an owner of the I can't remember what team he was at before Leipzig um Hoffenheim it, yes, that's this course. So the, the the owner of Hoffenheim was, was one of the most bravest people there was because he gave him the job at 28 as a manager in the Bundesliga. And look how he's been, you know, he's gone from strength to strength. And um, I'm just holding out that, you know, we could have the next Nagelsmann, you know, well, just being appointed as our manager. You never know, do you? Let me, let me jump in here real quick, Cy, before you before you answer Andrew's question. Okay. Let me just let me just bring up one one quick uh I'll say connection um with ownership of Arsenal with with Cronky Sports and Entertainment. Um <clears throat> two years you ago. You're gonna say Sean Sean McVay. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with Sean McVay, uh, who then got the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um and Sean McVay, he was the next big thing. They're having a down year this year, but that, that's, that's still that's a good American football team over there. Um, his ice hockey team, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, his last name's Bentner. Uh, he was actually a head coach in a we lower level, uh, but they gave him a chance. Um, First and, name uh, Lord. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the head coach, and I'm not a big NBA fan, but I do know that the head coach of the Denver Nuggets is a guy with with no head coaching experience before he took over the Nuggets. And and they're, they're at least right now anyway, as far as I know, they're a playoff team. In the yeah, they're NBA. playing really well at the moment. Are they? Um, yeah, like yeah, I said, not a, not a massive NBA fan anymore. But there's – so at least within ownership, there is a fair amount of trust being put into uh, new head coaches with minimal to no head coaching experience at the top level. Well, I, I hope that they're doing it for the right reasons – Sure. Uh, rather than just being the cheap option. Um, but the, the thing is, Andrew, people have said it's the cheap option, but surely, surely Arteta, we have to compensate City to get him. Oh, significantly, so, yeah. So, significantly. so surely he's a more expensive option than getting somebody like Ancelotti who hasn't got a parent club. It's, I just, yeah, it, it is really. It is. It, it um, doesn't make it doesn't really wash with me that that he's just the cheap option. No, I just think no, you're it, right. You're right. Sorry. You've got two ideas. Are you're either going with what you know might stand the test, or what's completely the unknown, and just none of us really know what we might get with Arteta. It could be brilliant. It could be terrible. None of us actually know. I think that's what is so exciting, really. However, we've yeah. just got to give it time and patience because, like you said, Tanner, it's not going to happen overnight. He's got the same players to work with at the moment and you know it, it's going to take time to actually get these players out and get them get new ones in it's going to I mean realistically you're going to be looking at three to four windows aren't you I mean to get the squad completely re-ramped and we're going to have to sell before we can buy but uh, yeah I mean you haven't really gone into your thoughts about the appointment yet so what what do you think um I'm, I'm pretty indifferent on it, to be honest. Um, I'm not I'm not excited, um, but I have got more into the idea over the last few days, but that's because I've just been sort of weighing up the pros and cons of... I mean, I wanted a, 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 someone like Allegra, um, and I liked it when they said about when they interviewed him last time that he told the, the club, uh, the board members, this is what I want. Don't tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I want, and then you, you align yourself with my goals. 
So I wanted a manager like that that would come in and tell them, I want this player, I want this guy, I want to play this way, I want these things to happen. Um, obviously, that hasn't happened, but you've got to look at what they're actually looking for. It's not who I want to employ, it's who they want to employ. You know, I, I keep saying to people, how does anybody get off the bottom rung of a ladder if they're never given a chance? Mm. You'd, ne- you'd never have managers unless, you know, they're born into it where the dad's the owner or whatever. You, no one would ever get anywhere. So you can't, everybody starts somewhere. Everyone's got to get given a chance at some point. Yeah. Do I think Arteta's first job should be at Arsenal? Probably not. Um, just because of what he's walking into, as well as it being a big club with expectations, he's not walking into a pretty, uh, particularly pleasant situation. But I've just been trying to weigh up why they might have gone with him instead of... So, so I was looking at and, and thinking, like I say, with an Allegri, somebody like that, and he'd come in. and Well, maybe they obviously don't want somebody like that that's going to come in demanding. They want somebody that's going to align themselves with them. You know, people will say it's a yes man, but you, you can still agree with the owners and not be a yes man. You can still go about your job in the right way. Um, mm. So I, I am behind it. I like the idea of it. Uh, it's just for me, the same problem is, it doesn't matter who we got in as manager, it's now down to the board again. We, what can we expect from Mikel Arteta with this well, squad? Not a lot for me, to be honest. I, well, I, th- I I don't think he... From what you read and listen to and uh, sort of find out about Arteta, I really genuinely don't think he is a yes man. He's very much got his own mind and he's quite a strong personality, apparently. Uh, he's well, not. He definitely wasn't universally liked in the uh, in the, in the in the changing room whatsoever. Uh, he's got very strong opinions, so he's not going to have gone in there and said, "Yes, I'll work with whatever you give me," and you know, I'll just be happy with what I've got. Uh, he's, not, not, he's not going to have done do that. Think, is he? Do you not think that's a possibility, Andrew? Because I have sort of no. looked at it that way as well, and no. I've gone do, do, maybe. Do you know, maybe you know he's what? just looking at it and going, "Well, here's a chance for me to go into a club that's massive." Uh, you know, and I can align myself with these guys and not really put my neck on the line too much. And if it does go tits well, up, well, people will just look at the board again. Well, do you uh, know why I think that that is going to be the case? Because he's literally putting his whole managerial career on the line for this. Do you, but do you, that's what I'm saying. But do you think it, he's actually doing that at our place? Because surely anybody, it's like somebody said it to me about Freddie yesterday, saying, has he ruined his managerial career now? doing his little stint with us and it's like I'm I, not sure about that no. I don't no, think Arteta no. would be the same I think if because the, our problems aren't just on field they're off field 80% of our problems are off the pitch not on it so he hasn't he won't have any say in that stuff he's not going to pick players he wants he's not going to get any of that stuff he's been brought in purely to get the on field on pitch stuff good and watchable Well, so I, that's I, all I can really give him stick for is if the football's not very good and the club actually back him with players, then I'll look at Arteta and complain. But until then, he gets a free ride from me. I, I think the only people that should, well, uh, the main people that should be in the microscope, and it's, I, I don't really buy at the moment still about the ownership. I don't think we, we need to go quite that high at the moment. The main people that have got to blame for all of this shit at the moment is Edu, Raul and uh, Vinay, who are the main so, guys. It's like this window will be Edu's first window, won't it? So it's like, I'm going to judge him off this window because mm, he had no exactly. chance. Even Raul said it, didn't he? That don't give him any credit for anything in this window because he wasn't part of anything, you know. So it, it, it's definitely interesting that backroom setup of who wants to take credit for what and who says it's their, their job and what isn't. It's, 
it's just a bit of a mess to me, to be honest. It seems a lot of clowns and not many ringmasters. I don't know. I actually was was having this conversation with someone while I was over there, and I think it was Sunday after the Man City match, and it seems like we went from Arsene Wenger, who was the chief, to now. So we had one chief and too many Indians to now having too many chiefs and not enough Indians, if that makes sense. That's an American saying. I, I don't know if you've ever heard, but, it's, but I think you get the sentiment behind it. it with with Arson, everything began and ended with him. He was the end-all, be-all of the decision-making, of the scouting, of the recruitment. And now we actually find ourselves, the club finds itself in a position where we almost have too many voices sort of wanting to go in too many different directions and nobody to unify them. And, and I, this is kind of a thing I've been thinking about. And I had a lot of time yesterday to think sitting in airports um, with Arteta. Could he be the guy to come in? And even though he's below all of that, could he be the guy to unite the the, the big voices in the back room? Um, could he be the guy to unite it all and bring it all together? And, and what I said on Sky Sports, if you guys caught it, and it's and it's a goofy comparison I, I know that but I think you'll get the idea behind it Arteta is going to be the chef that's going to be his job the the idea of buying the groceries comes from Raul and Vinay and Edu those are going to be the guys that go out and give him the ingredients and say okay here's what we've got now you've got to go make the meal the what where where Arteta's say is going to come in I think is going to be this is the style I want to play so what are the ingredients that I need to make this particular dish? You guys go get those ingredients, if that makes but sense. This is this is very similar to, to what I said a little while back about Emery. I mean, I totally agree with you on what you're saying with Wenger. It was sort of a board meeting must have been hilarious because it was like, Arsene, what do you think of this? I don't know, Arsene, what do you think of this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And whereas now, I think you're right, it's all getting a bit Chinese whispers lost in communication because we've even seen it, we're talking about managers Hus wants this guy, Raul wants this guy, Edu wants this guy, and it's like, like you say, who's unifying them all? But I said the same thing about Emery, which is, I think he'll get decisions on personnel in where he'll go, I want a centre-back, I want a centre-midfielder, but then the others will go off and identify who those people are and then come back to him and say, here's a list, this is who we like, what, exactly. what are your thoughts? I don't, I don't think he'll get any resounding final says on anything and I think that's a, another big part of why they picked him because I think he's I I intrinsically just interested in the on-pitch stuff I'd yeah. be very surprised if Arteta wants to get his hand in all the pies that's I think why it's, it's good that's why it's good though with disappointment yeah. because when he what really does it matter how much experience he's got when he's going there to work on the training pitch and coach the players you know, I suppose if you're a really good, strong coach, which is, you know, we get to see whether he is, but we're led to believe that they're chasing him so hard because he is this person. So if he is that person and he is a really good, strong character and a very, very good technical coach, it doesn't matter how many years he's got behind him. It's just all about his enthusiasm and the message he gets across to his players and whether they actually listen and take on board what he's saying and put it in practice on the pitch. That's all that really matters. So time will tell, obviously, how how good he is. But at the, with the role that he's got as a head coach, that's all that matters. He hasn't got to know about the management managerial situation, the management of the club. 
you know, like a, a, a anyone else would do, and why you look for that experience. He, he doesn't need to know all that. He's got the people behind him, and this is the thing. The, the time will tell, again, how good these people are. Are they going to listen to him? Are they going to actually work on a specific recruitment strategy to find players to play a certain way on the pitch? That is what is so important. And time will tell, I guess. And uh, let's, we need to face facts, right? Because I've been, the, I've been hypercritical of the board, um, the, the, you know, the guys above the managers. But it's, we, we actually don't know what's going on behind the board. It's all Chinese whispers, like you said, Sai, about everything within the club. We don't know what Raul's like. We don't know what Brunei's like. And we don't know what Edu's like. And we haven't even heard Edu speak since he joined the club. So we all we know is that they're very slow at doing things. But we don't know what... They've made some very poor decisions in the past regards play recruitment. We need to now, we need to now give this guy time to see whether his message to the board and the type of players that he needs to get this style of play, to get this whole new era off to a good start. We need to make sure... We need to just find out whether they're actually going to be listening and whether he's going to put the, the point across loud enough to them about what type of players to buy from now on. So... Well, this, this, I, is, this is a bit of the problem with this fan base, Andrew, is that... You know, people wanted the club to go out and get the right man at the point. People want us to get a manager the day after. You can't, mm. you can't do that. It doesn't work like that. It's no. only worked like that for Ever- Everton because Ancelotti's become available. But if he hadn't become available, they'd still be looking for a manager or they'd have just gone and knee-jerked and got someone else. It's all yeah. about, you know, striking while the iron's hot. They've just touched mm. lucky with that. And, you know, I seen somebody saying yesterday about it's embarrassing that they've gone and got Ancelotti and we've got Arteta. And I, although I, I don't agree with that at all, but we're not in the same situation as Everton Football Club. They're in a position where they're not really under any expectations, where they can just keep throwing money at it. We're not in that position. So that's why, for me, someone like Ancelotti... Ah, uh, we lost him. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was never behind the Ancelotti appointment, personally, because... He, it's been. This has been said. This is not my words. This has been said. I don't know if you, you guys listen to other podcasts, they in debt like I do, but a lot of professional pundits have said the same thing, and I, I do agree with it completely. That he is, apart from his very first job, which was thirty years, Regiana. I think I may be wrong, but there's a very a small second division team at the time. He's never been into a position where he hasn't taken over a great club with great existing players that just needed tweaking here and there to take them onto the next level. Yeah, he's never, he's never not done that. He, it, we are completely the opposite of a club that needs that type of manager. Completely the opposite. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that Everton are going to find that out themselves and he's going to find that out themselves. I don't think that's a marriage made in heaven at all. Him but, and but that's the thing, Andrew, like even if he does brilliantly at Everton, that doesn't mean he'd have done brilliantly if he'd have come here. No, 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 no. It doesn't add up that. Tra- I mean, I had a massive, uh, a massive tear up with somebody over this over the weekend, um, talking about managers because I said I don't really have a preferred choice. There's people who I think might come in and do a better job, but we're all basing this on previous. None of us are basing it on. None of these guys have actually been managers at Arsenal with the current squad we've got under the financial pressures we've got. So we don't actually factually know who'd be any good until we give them a go. We don't know no. that. You exactly. can say, oh, well, you know, like me, Allegri might be better, but he could be a 10 times worse than Arteta. We just, 
we're all basing it on opinions. And like I always say, they're like assholes. Everybody's got one. And they all and, and, you know, stink. Yeah, and they're not factual. They're not they're not factual. It's just all guesswork. We're guessing. All we're going off. Got a better CV than somebody else. But you know, maybe you guys have been in a position at work where you look over people's CVs and you go, Well, this guy's been doing the job for five years. This kid's fresh out of college. I'll go with the guy that's been doing it for five years. Doesn't mean he's better. Just gives you a little bit of a guideline of it's, what you might expect. That's the only difference. When it, when it comes to this stuff, I mean, you, you, you have to look at not only experience, but also the circumstances under which these guys have been managing. And Andrew, like you said with Ancelotti, other than his first, other than his first job, he's always found himself in a position with a club, big club, established players, world class, and they'd spend money. So all he all he's doing is you see you see what the puzzle's supposed to be. He's just tweaking it a little bit, fitting everything together, and then off they go. And you know, with 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 Allegri, uh, he's coaching the best team in Italy with the most money. Um, you know, in a relatively weak league, um, that's my my first choice was Pochettino. And even Pochettino comes with comes with questions. Um, and I think if Pochettino came in right now, would it have been no? But not everybody would have been happy with him. And the question I think behind Pochettino would have been: um, Is he not just some you know not just some Tottenham scum coming in here to try to wreck our club even further? So they're all going to have their pros. They're all going to have their cons. And at the end of the day, it, it, we we have to trust that the board is going to make the right decision um, because it's at the end of the day, it's all guesswork, you know? Oh uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could never get on board with the, the Pochettino one, as you, as you say, I just, I, every time I look at him, I just see us, you know, the Spurs scum. I just never could have accepted <laughs> him as manager. I, I, see, I don't know. Andrew, I didn't really see it like that. Um, although I didn't like the idea of it. I was saying to somebody on a podcast last week, why, why would he come here? What would he come to Arsenal for? Well, he's, only up, he's, he's only real he upside would just be to, to stick it to Spurs because he's got sacked. Apart from that, he's only really gone. He shouldn't come. Well, that's it. It, it. All the other side of it. They're all downsides for him. Uh, he's much better off waiting for Man United or Bayern Munich or somebody. I, I couldn't get my head around that, why he would come to us. Not why fans would want him, why he would actually come here. I'd, it made that no was- sense to me. Ty, that was the one thing that 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 I would say is I mean just I'm I I try to take everything else out of the equation as as a fan as a supporter we're a lot more emotionally invested in the success of our club I try to wrap, I try to think about things from the decision maker standpoint and take all of that bias out of the equation when it comes to Pochettino and I my thing was he didn't have a whole lot of financial backing at Spurs and he, he took a, he took a, a, a top half of the middle of the table club and pretty much dragged him kicking and screaming to a champions league final with no financial backing. Um, and I think I thought he would have done well here, but to size point, why would he come here? Why would he have chosen to come to Arsenal other than to look at Spurs and Daniel Levy and say, Look, watch what I do at the yeah. watch what I do in the good end of North London, you idiots. Watch what I do down here with with your bitterest rival. That, but, that, that annoys me though. We should have owners with the, who shouldn't even look at Pochettino because he used to manage Spurs. I'm, that's as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but that's should you see? But Andrew, I mean, should, yeah, yeah. 
But shouldn't you take your fan hat off there and put on your business no, sensible no. hat? I couldn't do it. I, I, I know, but one of one of but thing, thing is, Andrew, one of one of our best captains was from Spurs, in my opinion. Yeah, we had no choice. He was thrust on us, <laughs> and I do like. It's not the same as a manager, though, mate. It's not the same. No, as no, a I agree with you. That uh, a, manager, a manager is far more important than a central defender. I, I think at the end of the day, and 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 I, I kind of I hate that I didn't mention it because we kind of got off topic here. It's, it's hopefully it's a moot point, um, but to me, it, it is always about getting the best man for the job in, in this business. And and if the best man becomes available, um, and he just happened to play for 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 your arch enemy, but he becomes available and you can use him, what in whatever position he might be, be it uh, be it manager or head coach be it a striker, be it a central defender, what if it's the water boy for crying out loud, if he's the best at his job and he becomes available and you need him, you go get him, period. Not, not for me. There's six there's six million other managers in the world. I'll just go for someone else. It doesn't have to be an ex-Spurs manager who uh, won for a call, by the way. I just thought it was interesting. Apart, because... apart, apart from the Audi Cup. Apart from the Audi Cup. Well, people, people, yeah, wanted Pochettino. <laughs> people wanted Pochettino and people wanted Mourinho. Uh, and for me, there no, was a little bit of a difference because, um, I mean, I didn't want either, to be honest. Uh, pretty similar yeah. to you, Andrew, just going along the club thing. And I, I don't really want someone that's been on the other side of the, you know, enemy no, it's, line. It's but, dirty. It's dirty. It smells. But the, but, the, but the thing is, it's at least Pochettino carried himself with a bit of class. He didn't really ever go down the route of bad us, did he? Whereas Pochettino, uh, Mourinho did. He said some pretty shitty things about the club and about yeah. Wenger that... That that was why I would never have had him in ever. No, I would no, have, no, no. I'd have really struggled to get behind him. I, I really would have done. Uh, well, the idea of him on the him on the Hang on one sec. From I'll be right back. No worries, mate. Okay, mate. Well, let me just give yeah, comments I, as well. Sorry, just yeah, just quick. Bye, bye, Thank you, Stan, for watching. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Melvin. I'm going to go through some of your comments and questions in a moment. Um, really glad to see you all here, and. Let's look. Stan says about George Graham managed both clubs and Terry Neal. They went the other way. He went the other way. Yeah, that, that's, that was his decision. They could have him when we're done with around. us. No, thank you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, uh, Ryan, oh, this is Ryan McMurray from the uh, Ask Bros. He said, oh, please, Andrew. Well, that's my opinion, mate. It's my opinion. Yeah. You've got 100 million other managers we could choose from across the world. I'd I, I can't see. Andrew, that's why, that's why I can't give you stick because that's exactly what I said about Mourinho is why yeah, would we true. go and get a guy that said toxic yeah. things about this club when with, there's, a, there's loads of other managers out there? Why would we go and get a guy that has already said those things? I know. Well, Just go well, get somebody who hasn't. People put it on Twitter as if you've only got two options, otherwise you're going to die, or you know, you, your mum's going to get raped. You know, no, you haven't. You've got, oh, you can go somewhere else, mate. Go somewhere else. Um, let's have a look at this. Right. Uh, Potch won nothing for the scum. Why would we want him? I don't know. He's bad, but he doesn't understand why he don't understand why he's number one for fans. That's absolutely right. Pat Jennings, yeah, he wasn't our manager, Stan. We took Sol, don't see the difference. He's a defender. He's a, not a, not the same as a manager, Stan, in my opinion. Not at all. 
if I said to backfires down the line, how does the board come back from this after then fucking up twice and appointing a head coach? What is yeah, it? But you can't. Is it you really can't, say you can't, with any appointment? Any yeah, but you can't say that. It's like any of us going and getting a gas or electric supplier or a phone network. Just yeah, because I, I go to Orange next and, it, and the signal turns out shit, then I go to, to Plusnet or whatever, that turns out shit. Then I go to somebody else. You, you've got to... You've got, got to make, try, yeah. you've got you've got to make mistakes. You have to. That's part of life. You, you learn right. the most from making mistakes, not from your success. Yeah, I, no, I don't no. get that train of thought at all. No, no, no. It, it, it. The most important thing is that they're making the decision for the right reasons. You know, yeah. it's, it could go well, it could go wrong, but they need to be making the decision for the right reasons. As it stands, I can see the theory behind it. Hopefully, when they do announce him, they're going to go into a bit of that. And tell well, us well, that's the reasons behind that's it. it. That's, that's what I was just going to say to you guys. Then it was, do you hope that Josh will come out and gives a reasoning behind why they went with Arteta? Yeah, yeah. Because that's I'm what guessing. I want. I want to hear why he was the choice. I don't think Josh will come out and say it. No, no. I don't I think, think, it, think it should be Josh. It should be you know. Well, Ryan you, you know what I mean. Whoever it is, somebody, somebody higher up the tree. Because they did it with Emery. They came out and gave us all the feel of why they picked Emery. Yeah, yeah. So. I would like to think they'll carry on with that and trying to yeah, get a bit closer to the, to the fans and stop being so separated from us, us and the club now where keep us in the yeah. loop a little bit. You know, no one wants to know what Josh has had for breakfast, but be, be I do want to know what is. Yeah, I, I want to know what the, You know, now we've... Um, now we don't see any of the financial stuff now they've got 100%. It'd be nice if we were just kept in the loop of what's going on um, you know, yeah, I, I've got people telling me that they're using us to fund the Rams, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Yeah. It's, um, I'm going to move on to something, a uh, different sort of part of this conversation in a sec. I'm just going to read out one more um, sort of comment here from Stan the Man. Our Bamiyang brother, our Bamiyang's brother, tweeting on AFTV that Freddie and Arteta are the same with sad face emojis. Maybe this is what uh, Dortmund meant about him being a negative influence when he agitates for a move away. Uh, he's starting to piss me off now, same as a lot of other players, because this is really unprofessional. And why yeah. is he not saying to his brother, don't, don't fucking do that. You're dragging my name through the mud. Stop doing shit like that, please. Why does he well, not this do is, this that? Is, he, this, this is it, Andrew. It, it's just having common sense as his brother. You know, if my sister becomes prime minister tomorrow, I'm not going to start sending dick pics to people. You know, or, 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 yeah, but you know what I mean? Or acting the prat online because that's yeah. hey. on my sister. You don't need to be told that. You should, he should know that, that this is a club that pays my brother a lot of money and they're not doing particularly well. So although this is my opinion, I keep it to myself. Right. Or I text hey. my brother and go, sad face, Arteta. Don't put it online, you silly dickhead. You know, Go on, right? No, I, just, no, I was just going to ask you if that meant I had to delete the dick pic that you sent me the other day. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't, don't Sorry, I know. Don't let me stop you now. Your sister ain't prime minister, so just carry on, mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only one I've got. He's like that wallet I've had since 1988. It's just the only one I've got. <laughs> he's on a, he's on a nice, nice warm, nice warm he's summer's got, evening. You got the little ruler next to it, the six-inch ruler. <laughs> oh, it's taking a turn for the worse here, boys. Oh, yeah, there we man. Man. Doing well so far. We've got dick pics and turtle turtle heads, but yeah. um... 
This is the quality yeah. content you've all turned up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, what I want to go on to is the squad that Arteta is obviously going to be taking over and what you know changes need to be realistic. I want to be realistic here. I don't want, you know, all this sort of stuff you get online all the time where, you know, you took the changes people are wanting, when you look at it and you add it all up, it's going to come to about 500 million. I mean, I, I put... Uh, I don't know if either of you guys saw it. Yesterday, I put on a um, my just it's just something I was thinking about and just put it down on a, on a tweet about my ideal first stage changes, realistic changes, and what a lineup could be at the start of next season. And um, I, had to, I had a really good um, a thread sort of really building with a guy called uh, is he Peppermint Butler which is at Naftrax N-A-P-H-T-R-A-X I was having a, a, you know, a nice uh, conversation with him about it now my, the lineup I put and it was just something off the top of my head it's not something I put any major thought to but I've got Leno in goal right back Max Ahrens from Norwich Saliba I've got Ben Godfrey from Norwich Tierney and then in front of those two, I've got a 4-2-3-1. Party from Atletico Madrid again, uh, alongside Torreira. And then Pepe, Grealish in the middle, Martinelli. And then above, in front of those, Jovic from Real Madrid, who they're offering reportedly in part exchange for Aubameyang uh, a few weeks ago. And I, I thought that was fairly, you know, a quite re- genuinely realistic with, with with some sales. Party was pretty much desperate to come last summer. He's got a release clause apparently of 50, 50 million. So that's more than doable. If we, if we sell, you know, uh, well, we'll go through some of the ones which we can sell in a moment. Um, Godfrey's obviously a, would be a risk, but I, I rate that kid a lot. And... Um, what this thread sort of developed into was that we should be looking at clubs better than, yeah, buying players from clubs better than Norwich. And that sort of really tipped me over the edge with anger. Because if you start looking at just just one example, a basic, easy example, you look at Andy Robertson from Liverpool, who was bought from a relegated team, whole City, for eight million quid. Now, it, they weren't being snobby. When they looked at, when they go, went and bought that kid, and Aaron's no no doubt he will just walk into our team at the moment, and I, absolutely the same with God uh, Godfrey. But there's also Tarkovsky from Bar, uh, Burnley. I'd be very happy with him as well. He's, he's got a 15 million release clause apparently. Can I just say one thing to you, Andrew, on that comment yeah. you just made? Is we were we were told that we were about to outsmart the market. Well, you're not doing that if you're buying at highest price, which is buying from the clubs that have already developed these players. That makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at Madison. He's another one from Norwich. Yeah. You know, he, he was... Look at, ja- look at Jamie Vardy. He's the prime example. Uh, oh, yeah. Fleetwood Town. Yeah. Played at Fleetwood <laughs> five years ago. Yeah. They yeah. bought him for something like 150 grand or something. Ridiculous. And not even that, I don't think. Uh, I got pelters for saying that I'd swap Obama Yang for him. And I got absolutely hammered for it, but I would swap him in a heartbeat. Oh, mate. Look, at, look at the way he would work for the team and look at the way he would like snap all the rest out of this stupid slumber that they've got all around him on the pitch. He just wouldn't put up with that, would he? No. 
And we need to stop this snobbery because there's loads of good quality players. I mean, Grealish as well. You know, we've missed the boat on him price-wise, unfortunately. His price has Uh, gone up a lot this season. But I'd have him not happy over Ozil. See, I'm not a. See, I'd have him over Ozil, but I'm not a. I don't think we should go and get a Grealish because I think we've already got some young lads that should be playing a bit further up the pitch where he'd play that might do as good a job. And Throw another so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't what be against it. Jared, Jared, Jared Bowen out of Hull City. Sorry, say that again. You broke up. Uh, Jared Bowen. Oh, yes. Out, yeah, out, yeah. out of Hull City. Yeah, there's a guy actually. Um, I can't remember his first name. Easy is his surname, but it's E-Z-E-E, I think. Plays for QPR. He looks incredible. I put some um, some videos of him online a few weeks ago. He he looks um, the real deal as well. But he he's only about 18, 19, I believe. Um, someone like he definitely needs to be, or he, he could be another, you know, a little gem like Martinelli mm-hmm. um, down there from the lower leagues. But we, we need to look closer to home a lot of the time. And the main thing that we need is... You know, you're all all very well trying to save money by buying the foreign players from France, etc., etc. But it's always still going to be the same as appointing a manager that we were talking about earlier, a big risk because they might not take to the league or it might take them a bit too long. You want, in, as a business owner, when you make a big outlay, you want instant, you know... Um, return. So, yeah, instant return, thank you, from, from your outlay. And some... You can wait for some um, players to come through and take their time and because everyone's different. Everyone's an individual to adapt to things. But sometimes you really do need to have an instant return, especially in the in the top league of, of football. So when you're actually going to buy someone, you know, a couple of players like, um, you know, those Norwich youngsters I was talking about earlier, at least they're going to be battle-hardened from having a whole season in the Premier League and they can adapt a lot quicker and they speak the language uh, it, it'd just be so much easier you know, sometimes. You know, sometimes you will have to pay a little bit of a premium for buying a British player from another Premier League team. Well, I'm sure they're going to go down, unfortunately, Norwich. You know, they play good football, but uh, you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium still. But it's worth it because you are almost more guaranteed that they're going to get a straight return from these guys immediately. So I, I do think it is quite a realistic um, sort of look to the team for next season. I mean, I, I, I've got a bit more of an insight into Grealish from, than you, side because I, I, I live in the heartland. Well, my, all my kids go to school in the heartland of, uh, of Aston Villa. All the all their mates are Villa fans and, uh, you know, their cousins are Villa season ticket holders, etc. And he has come on in leaps and bounds since he was last in the Premier League. Oh, massively, massively. I swear, I agree. I, I, I 100%... I could almost guarantee you, I can't, I can never say 100%, but in a better quality team than Villa, he's, he's a very loyal guy, obviously. I wouldn't be surprised if he does finish his career at Villa. But if he was taken out of that, he's very much like a Matt Letizier guy who should have been taken out of Southampton. The Southampton fans won't likely say that, but if he'd have gone somewhere like a United or whatever, he would have been... Well, he, he would have had like a, a hell of a lot more England caps, put it that way. And he would have flourished. And like the same with Jack Grealish. In a better quality team with better quality players around him, he will look even better than he is now. I, I honestly, I really genuinely believe that. But I he, think uh, I just, um, I look at it as a little bit of a football purist where, uh, you know, Aston Villa, I, I work with them a lot. Um, and that is, that is a massive club, massive club, you know, proper sleeping giant of football. Uh, and I quite... Just but they to, strip. 
that they are but, shit. Yeah, though. but the, the thing is, the soppy sod inside me likes the fact that they've got a Villa fan as manager and a Villa fan as captain. I quite like that about them. I think that's something everybody should tune into a little bit. You know, I, it's a I big think, part I of me why, why Stevie G was so good at Liverpool, why Lampard was maybe not so much at Chelsea, but that's why these guys give it their all because they actually care. They actually care about the club they're at. That's that's mm. a great quality to have in a player and I'll be honest with you, we don't have enough of that at Arsenal right now. We have it, but... Yeah, we have, that's it. We have it in kids, don't we? And that's oh, yeah. not really yeah. where we need it. Right. <clears throat> but the, that's the sad thing is, though, it's very, very rare nowadays and there's a food chain in football, as we all know. And we're part of that food chain. We lose all our best players all the time, unfortunately. Um, it's just the way things happen in this modern game, and um, I think to, if he if he really is in, serious about improving his career as, as a player, Jack Grealish, he's going to have to move on from Villa because unless they get taken over by you know an, an Usmanov type themselves, then he's going to have to mate because he's not going yeah. he, to. He, he's another one. He would have a lot more England caps if he if he'd have moved already in his career. There was talk of him seasons ago going to Tottenham, wasn't there? I suppose it's just what, what what makes you happy, Andrew. You know, the guy won't be on bad money at Villa. He'll still yeah. be being a, becoming a millionaire. He can walk around Aston, you know, around Birmingham and around Aston area. He'll have the keys to the city, I'm sure, at the moment. So, you know, I, I don't know if I could maybe just play for Salford down the road, you know, and everybody loves me and I'm on 50 grand a week. Would I move to London for another 20 a week? Probably not. It, it's down to your, like I said, if he wants to improve his career... And become yeah. and perhaps have a chance of going to the Euros in the summer. Then he's going to have to do something about it, isn't he? And um, I, I just can't deny anybody that feeling of enjoying being a big fish in a small pond. Mate, I, it, I it's, 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 it's easy. To, it's easy to be comfortable, isn't it? It's easy to get comfortable then. And yeah, I mean, if I played for the club I love and the club wanted to keep me, there's no chance I'd move anywhere. That, well, that's me. I would, I would be. I would do anything to stay at the club. Um, but it depends on the on what kind of player he's like. But like I said earlier, I, I can see him staying at, at uh, Villa for the rest of his career. But if that's the case, if he does want to move and the club are wanting to sell him, uh, he's definitely the sort of person we should definitely have a look at. Um, like you say, I think it's interesting if they went down, whether they'd feel like they'd have to sell him then. Mm. Yeah, because like you say, they'd get what do you think they'd get for him? 40, 50 million? I'd say probably 50 now after this season because he's proven himself again yeah. in the Premier League. Somebody's going to come in somewhere and, and offer them, they're going to back a truck up to Villa Park and I think, try to take I, think United, I think United will get him personally. Well, I, I uh, thought the same. I thought United and Spurs were probably ideal places for him, to be honest. Yeah, he would slot in perfectly for United, they'd really lack creativity up front. He works hard as well. He's, he's, his work rate really goes unnoticed because of the skills he's got. But he works really hard for the team as well. You know, he gets kicked black and blue. He's one of the most fouled players in the Premier League. And, um, yeah, I, I, he would fit in perfectly there. However, selfishly, I think exactly what we need as well up front to work rate. You imagine a, oh, a, yeah. a Mr. Ozil who actually really works hard like a Martinelli type. Imagine what, what you could get out of that. And, and and that would be perfect for us. It really would. But um, anyway, that was all pie in the sky, really. But it did create quite an interesting thread. There's so many examples. I mean, you look at sorry, John Stones. I know he's having a bad time at the moment, but he's a good defender. He came from Barnsley as well. 
just another example, Kyle Walker, he was at Sheffield United. And, I mean, you can go through the entire Sheffield United current team. When we look at that Fleck, John Fleck, he was a free free transfer from Coventry City. I'm not saying he he would be a good player for us. Probably would be. He's probably better than our midfielders at the moment. But I'm just saying that once you've got a good coach, and this is the whole point, again, I'm going back to the, this whole point of what I was putting out there. Under a good coach, it does. you don't have to have all these flash names. You need to have a specific type of player to fit your system. Now, That's- you look at Sheffield United. And that team is full of players. Nine players that played on the week last weekend when they beat Villa, funnily enough, 2-0. Nine of those players have played in both Leagues 1 and League 2 that they started. Now, because they've got a fantastic coach who's incredibly clever and who and, and he's got he's chosen these bunch of players because they listen to him and they'll do anything he tells them to, look what you can achieve, you know. And we wouldn't be shopping at quite that parking basement level. But look what he's achieved with League One and League Two players. It's incredible. So if Arteta is the real deal, there's no reason why we can't start looking at those types of, of players from, you know, uh, around sort of the championship or the teams below us in the league, which we wouldn't have done previously, and, and look see whether we can mould those guys into the type of people that will do anything for Mikel Arteta. Very much like... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, fire, fire away, mate. I was, I was just going to say, when it when it comes to team building, it's just like the manage, managerial search, the coaching search. It's not about getting the best guy or the most expensive guy. It's about getting the right guy. And there's yeah. a massive, massive difference between the two. Oh, um, definitely. I, I had this conversation Sunday again after the Man City match. I, I just I, I hung around outside the stadium for a while and, and, and just built about talking to different people. And, you know, we, we talked about, you know, captain and, and things of that nature. And a comment that I made was when it comes to the captain, it doesn't have to be your best player. It doesn't have to be your flashiest player. Um, it, it has to be the guy who deserves the armband because at the end of the day, he's going to drag that team kicking and screaming to the promised land. Whatever the promised land might be for your particular club, that guy wearing that armband is going to drag that team kicking and screaming to wherever they need to be. Um, and and so it, it's not always the flashiest. It's not always the most expensive. It, it's, you know, I want a team full of guys who are going to look at the other guys and, and I'm going out here to do this for you. I'm going out to do it for the badge and I'm going to do it for you. And and I want 11 guys on the pitch that way. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the right guy. And it's about chemistry, especially in this sport. Because mm. it is, it is, it is the ultimate team sport. Every single guy on that pitch, every single outfield player, I mean, the goalkeeper excluded, simply because you've got one job to do. Ball has to stay out of your net. But you know, even when that you, you play out from the back, or the goalkeepers, you know, distributing the ball, every, all eleven guys have to pull in the same direction. And this team, Arsenal, right now, we are a club. Who consistently, and I don't think it's down to the manager. I think it's just who the players are. We're consistently running out seven, eight guys, matching and match out who are individuals. They're not mm. really interested. They're not really interested in the team. I don't know why, because I was thrilled when we signed Obama Yang. Absolutely thrilled. And I'm just gonna kind of pick on him a little bit because I'm getting that sense from him now. But uh, that's that's where I'm well, at in terms of team building. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Well, you know. I'm, I, I think it's a massive 
change in Aubameyang since he became captain. I don't know whether you guys recognise yeah. that. There's yeah. been a massive dip since he became captain. And the can way I, can he I ask he... you guys, though? Sorry, Andrew. Go on. I, no, I was just going to ask you guys about, about the captaincy thing. Do you think that becoming a bit of a joke has made a massive difference to the mentality of the squad? Because, I, you know, even Socrates came out and said, we don't care who the captain is. That's not normal to me. I've no, never heard you, somebody come you, out and say that in my life. Right, what we need is, we need the guy, right? Uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, Pepe, actually. It's Pepe against uh, West Ham. When he was getting kicked to shit... Who's we, need there? A guy, we need a guy to walk up to that player and say, oh, he's my boy. You fucking touch him again, you're going down. I, I hate you to know, go. I, sorry. That's what, that is what we miss. We need someone to walk up to and protect their own players. Someone yeah, that you will want, actually get hurt. You say you want their players. You, yeah, you want like a Roy Keane that goes, what, you're going to kick Ryan Giggs? Watch what I do to you next time you oh, touch that ball, yeah. mate. You, you, wallop. You, you remember Vieira doing that too keen. Yeah. Yep. Because this it, uh, is, it, it, when it was uh, Reyes was getting kicked to shit that game. Yeah, this is this is now again. I I tend to do this on a lot of podcasts, so forgive me. It's it's the American in me. But I I do tend to revert back and make comparisons to to North American sports. But in ice hockey over here, you have a captain and you have two assistants. And I being a Penguins a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and watching them the most, our captain is Sidney Crosby. And in the playoffs, you see guys taking liberties at him, smacking him in the head with their stick. And all of a sudden, you get one guy comes in and just grabs him by the jersey, shoves him up against the board, and just just keeps whacking <laughs> until somebody comes in and stops him. Says, that's not how this is going to go. If you're going at him, we're going at your best guys. Period. That's the way this goes. You want those players, Andrew, to your point, that when you see Pepe you know, taking these kicks and these god-awful tackles, it could break his leg. And nobody is stepping in to help him. No one else. What on no earth one. kind of a team is this? If you do that to my guy, I'm like, I don't, I'll get kicked out of the game. I'm so this coming, is it. You're going to know I'm there. You're going to know be, I'm it, there. You should be like family. You know, if, if you're out on the night out yeah. with your mates and some guy stood there taking the piss out of your pal's jeans, say, yeah, mate, shut your fucking mouth. You know what I mean? You stick up for people, you know. That's and that's what worries me about these guys is that. You know, That's over a bunch of individuals. Exactly. It, it is terrible. Yep. I totally agree with you, Si. Now, it's, uh, I've, I've never known a team like it before. This bad. Never. No. Not in my whole lifetime have I, know, have I known a team, especially Arsenal, where they've not had one single player that would do that. And that is just depressing. So I have that, to laugh, Andrew. Um, very, very important. Very important. A mate, a mate texted me yesterday and said, are we still Arsenal Football Club or an episode of Bad Lads? Yeah. And I thought, and it's I true. Really... That's exactly what we're like. We're like a bunch of insubordinate, juvenile young men that need kicking into fucking shape big time by a man. And, and because to, it, it, it's ahead, the way this lot are conducting themselves. They, I find them all very embarrassing at the minute. That they're yeah. all quite happy to come out on the social medias and give it the bigger. Show us. You don't need, you know, asking about unity from the fans and all that. Give us something to uni- unite over then. I give know. us a performance well, where yeah. all of us come together yeah. and go, this is yeah, our club. What would make the stadium roar more than, more than see one of our players go in and fucking take down some player with a crunching tackle that had just been doing it to one of our players? Yep. That was what we but, need for a lift. That would give the whole club a lift let alone the stadium 
you know what how much do we miss that so this is something with serious that's the most important thing we've got to get in this either january ideally if not 100 is the most important signing of the summer will be someone that will go and do that Someone who will lead this team and tell this. Yeah. I mean, Mesut Özil, right? I'm not. We don't, I don't want to spend too long on Mesut Özil. Um, I think who was it? Uh, I think it was Stan put a comment on saying he went down the Chinese yesterday and they removed number ten from the menu. And, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> but he's actually. I saw on Twitter as well. He's genuinely. This is a serious. This not serious, but it's an actual true story. Özil's been removed from P. Pes 2020 Has, yeah. in China yeah. is they're taking him out of the game full stop uh, I mean uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole but if he if I want someone on the pitch who if he sees Mesut Ozil do anything like what he did yesterday not just the fact that he was shit on the pitch but the way he walked off I would want someone to walk over to him and say what the fuck are you doing get off that pitch well this but this is the thing Andrew this is what I'm saying with if you look at some of these captains we've had, we've, we had Koscielny who left on, on a bad note that then put on another club shirt or whatever it was. We've got Mesut Ozil who was a captain that's having a paddy and kicking his gloves. We've got another captain in Xhaka who's telling the fans to fuck off and throwing the armband. We've got another captain in them that just doesn't seem to care anymore and it's all a bit of a joke to him and his brother's taking the piss online. These are our captains. They're not, captains, not just players, they? they're, not, they're not, but but our club they have been, and it's embarrassing. It's not, so embarrassing. It almost it all it's almost a matter of like who's the most popular player in the public eye. It and is, it's been a popularity happen. contest. Yeah. I, I think the only one I would say probably doesn't really fit that Bill's Kashelny. We need. I mean, we, I've said when we when we in the summer, I said um, it was all going around Twitter as you all know who should be our captain. I said Tierney straight away. I get people so, going around. Exact same and, as me, mate. I said, I said Tierney. Everyone was going on at me saying, you can't appoint a captain, a new new signing as a captain. It just won't work. I said, I don't care who, how long they've been at the club. You need the right mentality and you need the right personality. That is all that matters. But Tierney should the be real... captain right from the start. But it's the same in the real world, Andrew. That's like working somewhere and saying you can't outsource a manager from somewhere else. You've got to give it to one of us first because we've been here longer. No, yeah, if he's got more management skills, then he comes above us. Right. It's, it's really simple, but it's like look, what you were saying there about manager. Uh, and this is why I haven't really pinned my, my colours to somebody's mast of who I want because I said I'd have Doris the tea lady with Marjorie who does the butter and the toast with her. If she comes in and brings in a style of football, I, I don't, you know, and gets us in the top four, well, she's the best candidate then. Mm. You know, yeah. it, 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 names don't really work for me. And um, just going right. on what you were saying about identifying players, I mean, I've, I've been saying it now since I was still in short shorts 20 years ago, that all the best teams have a spine. They have a good goalkeeper, a good centre-back, a good centre-mid and a shit-hot striker. When was the last time we had that? Because I struggle to remember... And that's what we're missing now is, for me, going off what you said, we've got a very good goalkeeper and we have got a couple of very good strikers. So for me, just in January, get rid of Xhaka and get rid of Mustafa. There's 50 million quid. Well, that buys you one of them. That gets you either a good centre-back or a good centre-mid. Then go and spend another 50 getting the other one. You know, you can go and get, um, you know, that Demirel or Derimbe or whatever he's called, the, the, the guy that wants out of Juventus. He's shit up. Could get him for thirty million quid. Oh, that, 
Uh, no, uh, no, Demoral is he? Is he? Demoral. Oh, Demoral, probably yes. But you could get him for. You know, he's he's available for realistic money. Um, you know, going on the, I'd love someone like Party or Decore or Ndidi. I I just think we're priced. Well, I think we're priced out of those, maybe. Um, but there's a guy, there's a, but there's a guy called Sangare that plays in France, and he's a very similar type of midfielder, big, powerful. You you don't want the version of the real version, do you? You want to go? Yeah, but you've got to be careful there, Andrew, because then you're going on about somebody that just hasn't had as much game. You know, as much limelight as them guys, they could be just as good. You no, just haven't seen it as much. 100%. That's very true. Very true. But 50 million release clause in this day and age is, is not a lot of money. I saw that same thing that said it's 42 million for party. If that's true, we should do, go and do that. In, exactly. No two ways about it. No that's two I mean. ways about it. That's what totally I mean. agree with you, you on that, mate. You cannot piss about over the two, one or two million in this marketplace, can you? It's no. just ridiculous. It's just it is ridiculous. Well, well Andrew, so we're not learning. Are we not learning lessons from the Suarez thing? What? Where could we have actually gone off the oh, back mate. of that season if we'd have signed him? Where would oh. we actually be right now? I don't think we'd be in the same position. Of course not. Of course not. So you know, well, and that was over a quid or whatever. You know, I don't know whether that was true, but uh, well, Ryan from the uh, Mr. Arsenal podcast, Ryan, he said the best memory I have are of. Uh, our players fighting for each other was back at Old Trafford in 2003. In the the <laughs> Absolutely. That, I mean, what, what would you love to see a, a team like that fighting for each other on the pitch again? I mean, you, it's just it's just chalk and cheese, isn't it? Oh, what yeah. we've got now. It, I just don't. Well, it's just so disappoint, so sad that what to see our, our, our the team we've got out on the pitch representing this club at the moment. Yeah, it's just fucking diabolical. It's, it's like Andrew, somebody somebody pointed it out to me after the City game, and said, "Look at the yellow cards." And I was yep. like, "Hey, what do you mean?" And I, yep. he was like, "Look, look how are City the ones getting all the yellow cards?" Yep. Yeah, you know, people people laughed about when Guendouzi took out Saha, but it was, was a clever brilliant. thing to do. It was a clever Just thing to do at the time. Yep. And this is what yeah. we, we aren't doing anymore. Any no, <laughs> there's there's no physicality. You know, even, there's no, no leadership. Even, Sorry, Sai. Fred. No, it's just Freddie said it, didn't he? He said the same thing. Maybe we need to be a bit more cynical. It's like, what are you only just learning this, Freddie? I've been saying that about England teams for 30 years. I know. Play the same as the foreigners do. Be a bit more cynical. Be a bit more... You know, Gwendouzi, for all of his faults, he's brilliant at that. How he just mm-hmm. falls over and no, then grabs the no, ball I, straight I, away. And he, and he <laughs> forces referees to make a decision. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think uh, it, it, he does the right thing by doing the foul. But he's not brilliant at it because he could be a little bit more subtle than actually. No, no, Andrew, Andrew, not 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 the foul when he's getting fouled. Oh yeah, yeah. I when he when falls over, were, he instantly grabs the ball to say, "We'll yeah. make a decision now." No, yeah, 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 he, yeah. Does, he doesn't let the ball continue in play. He falls oh. over. He's grabbing the ball. And he's going to force the referee to to blow the whistle and make a decision oh, one no. way or the other. No, I, I will. Not- Thinking of his rugby tackle, that was just really it tickles me every time. <laughs> I I could go on for a half hour about Guendouzi, but uh, I, I, he is um, very. I mean, he's so much in danger. If we hadn't made the change until the end of the season and we'd stuck with Emery, then he would have picked up so many bad habits that would have yeah. probably ruined his career. If I'm yeah. honest, I'm not, I'm not even overreacting. His age now, it's like when you've got a little toddler and they and, a, and they're learning everything around them. When you're a, when you're a footballer, his age is the most sponge-like. When you're when you're yeah. really learning everything, 
and that's what he, he's picking up so many bad habits that will ruin his career and it needs he needs a coach now but that's the environment if you put yourself in Gwen Doozy's position who are you looking at in that squad going I can't wait to learn from yeah. you but no one no <laughs> one exactly but that's the you're problem not, not, he's, he, yeah. he does what the fuck he wants when he wants on that pitch and he said no what, guidance right but this is what makes me mad when people start giving Gwen Doozy a dog's abuse um, and you know positionally he isn't great but for me, that's a big part of he should be playing in Ozil's role, not as a, def- a holding midfielder. He should be allowed to just roam around and spray the ball about. But the thing yeah. for me is, if you're if you're aiming abuse at Gwendouzi, why don't you look at why are we leaning on Gwendouzi so much? Because that's we've got a twenty-seven-year-old captain of his national side that is absolute dog dirt. That's the guy who I'm angry at. The guy that's the reason why we're having to play Gwendouzi. Why yeah. we're having to put so much pressure. You know, a bit like Martinelli. Why are we again having to lean on an 18-year-old? Well, uh, in his case, we should be. Not leaning leaning on him, that's the wrong expression. We should be playing him, though, at the moment. Not every single match. But when you're old enough, you're good enough. I'm sorry, but he needs to be in the team. I'm not not saying he should be playing every minute. Absolutely not. He needs managing. But he should be a first-team player. But Gwendouzi... I don't think he should have played hardly at all last season. I think he should have played the cup games. That's exactly. I'm with you on that, and that I when I saw how much he was playing last year, I was stunned. Utter, uh, utterly if you, stunned. If you if you watch a podcast of mine, I did it before last season started when we signed him. I said, "Here's another kid who we will put in sink or swim situation too soon, and his shoulders aren't broad enough. He'll sink at some point, and it's no shock yep. to me. A year down the line, we're sinking him badly." And He's, now uh, fans are turning yeah. on him, and we shouldn't be. We should be nurturing him still, you know. Yeah. And that's my only fear with Martinelli, is maybe he has got broad enough shoulders, but I don't want to see... I, I love how he's progressing now, so I don't want to see him play more than he is now. I, I'm enjoying watching him flourish as uh, he is. I don't. Exactly. I, yeah. it, it scares me, uh, only because I'm basing it on this. Uh, it's unfair because he's not He's, he's not Bakari Saka. He's not. But look at what we did to Saka. He came in at the start of the season, started looking lively, and we went, right, let's throw him in. And like I say, there's a big difference between getting 20 minutes at the end of the game and saying, go and enjoy yourself and express yourself, and then starting somebody going, I want a goal or an assist from you today. That is right. a lot of pressure for a 17-year-old. That's, right. that's that all that scares me with it. It's the only thing that scares me with him. That's the difference between having a strong, good coach, because if you were a strong, good coach and knew what you were doing, you would have put him in that Saka. You'd have given him a taste. You'd have put him in for a game or two, and then you take him back out again because yeah. it keeps him hungry. Yeah, and he, he wants more. He wants to get back in that team, and he keeps working hard. There's and no competition. He will the exact to you. same thing, mate. When you've got when you've got you've got him, you've got Nelson. You know, you've got John Jules. You've got some other young guys. Just keep rotating those guys. Keep yep. them all fighting for Fifth a row. Point. Yeah, exactly. yeah, have, have them all hungry to get that spot, you know, and, and then when Gwendouzi, they do get a chance, they perform. Gwendouzi lost his hunger last season because he was playing every game. Right. He, he thought he'd made it and he's got too big for his boots. And, uh, you know, it, it's in lots of ways, it's not his fault at all. Well, because I said it a while back, Andrew. He was put in that position. Yeah. Na- na- name me some players in our, in our first 11 that are genuinely under pressure for their position. Well... Yeah. Uh, let's get. I want to really quickly go through this. We're going to have to start speeding up because we're going to have to start sort of uh, wrapping up relatively soon. But uh, I said uh, I said this question about twenty or minutes ago about the squad that Arteta is taking over. Right? 
and we went off on the tangent and it's been a good one so I don't regret that so don't worry about that <laughs> but in the defence we we all know that we need a new defence but we def- we still need new fullbacks even though we've got good quality fullbacks look what's happened we, we haven't got a left back now either so I mean uh, Tierney's obviously the first choice in my opinion I, th- I, I love the kid I absolutely love Tierney and that was a great purchase but he's been so unlucky. I feel absolutely gutted for him when he when he went off the other day. Centre backs, although I mean earlier on in the season, Chambers was uh, his attitude was fantastic. He was playing out of position, but he you could see him trying his best for the shirt. But he's as much as we like him, he ain't good enough. How Chambers? I'm I'm. Re- holding back on Chambers because we we still haven't seen enough of him, and he was put in. Uh, we don't know. We haven't seen him in full form. I, I, don't I think believe. it's a. I think it's a real shame with Chambers as well that we've not got oh, to I see do. him in defense. A defensive mid. It's uh, for me. It's because we haven't got any centre backs that can play instead of him at centre back. But if yeah. holding a bit, it'd have been fit. I'd I'd have quite liked to have seen Torreira and Chambers at the base of midfield. I think I made yeah. a Freudian slip. I, I meant holding because I've, I've mentioned Chambers about being not good enough, and then I said I went to move, move on to holding. We haven't seen enough of holding as a no, central defender no. because well, he needs a good run in the team and we haven't seen that yet. So I, yeah. I can't make a judgment on him. I don't think anyone can. People are saying on Twitter all the time, he's shit. We've got to get rid of him. Well, I'm sorry, but that ain't going to... We don't know yet. We haven't... Right. No, we don't know yet. So, right, well, we'll put, put him to one side. He could be good enough. Uh, I think he shows a lot of good characteristics, but that's all I know at the moment. But we know... But Socrates, in my opinion, Socrates he should never have come to the club. Absolutely. Do- totally agree. Totally agree. Louise, I would I would probably keep hold of Louise as a midfielder, but not a starter. I would I'd put him in, in, in central defensive midfield. I wouldn't play him in cent in, in defence. Don't know what you guys think about that, but that's my opinion. Uh, not that's exactly what I've just said about Chambers uh, totally applies the same with Louise for me. Yep. Is, yeah. I I wouldn't mind seeing him or Chambers next to the Terrero in midfield, but while there's no centre backs, one of them's gonna have to play there. It's it's a mess. Totally. Tony Turner's put a couple of comments on. Actually, very completely agree, Tony. You put holding needs to be loaned out. I think that's a perfect opportunity. I think we should. I think we should loan him out, get some uh, first team experience, and get his fitness properly bang up, up to speed. Uh, Mavropanos, he's also put needs sold. He also. I mean, I, I take the word of um, Harry Simu. You know, for the Chronicles of Paguna. He has said for a long time that Mavropanos is is not good enough to be a professional footballer, let alone at Arsenal. He's actually not good enough to be a footballer. Uh, he because he's uh, he's I, seen I, a lot I, of I love, I love Harry, but I don't agree with that, and I think that's very unfair because the guy is a professional footballer at a very big club, so he can't be that bad. But no, I do agree that he's maybe, he's maybe one. Um, I did see that tweet from Harry, and I do but, sort but of agree with. We, you can't keep giving there. some people time after time after time. Some people just aren't good enough. Yeah, but he hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't had the time either, has he? So I can't comment personally because I haven't seen but, him play. But, but again, Andrew, he's another one where he can't stay fit. It's a lot like right. I argued with yes. people over Cazola last year, and people said we shouldn't have got rid of him. No, we should because that was a sensible business decision. Based on that, the guy is only fit for two two weeks a year. It's, it's all looks great now in hindsight that he's stayed fit where he's playing. Yeah. But you can't risk it on that. You can't it say I'm going to pay a guy 80 grand a week in case he plays two weeks in every 52. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. Well, Mavropanos, in my opinion, this is my, my, he should go out on loan as well. 
for another for a season. Yeah. See how it, it gets I think home. it's got we've either got to loan him out or sell him. There's no brain exactly. keeping on a nudge. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would I I'd, I'd be more on loaning him out because I do want to see him get regular first team football somewhere. Yeah. I do want to see what is there. You know, well, I, I want to see what's there for a full season. We've made a mistake. I, I still I, I I was all over uh Twitter at the end of the season when we got rid of um Christian Bielik. Uh, I, you, I don't know, you must have seen me. I was backing his drum all the time. So mm-hmm. we told to this kid. And yeah, we're, we're, paying, we're massively paying the price now. He's doing really well at Derby County. He'd be perfect for us at this situation to fall back on. Uh, absolute joke of a decision to sell him. I'm sorry, but it is. And uh, we, we don't want to make the same mistake again. Manfred Panos could be good if he's given a good lengthy run in the team. So let's see what he gets on. But, but he's, a, he's, a, he's another one, Andrew, going back to what I said, is that he's a youngster that we put in a sink or swim situation where he wasn't playing and then all of a sudden we put him in a game at, at Old Trafford and expect yeah, him to yeah. perform in that one game and then drop him out for six months right. again. It's like... Mate, every player needs to run a games to get fitness. Yep. And I've said this a hundred times. He's never had that. He's been chucked in at the deep end every now and then. And what's he expected to do? I just feel sorry for them. I really do. And, yeah. um, I mean, people, when we sold Christian Bielik, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't like to keep going off on tangent. We got 10 million for him. and Everyone was raving about, oh, what a, what an amazing price we got for Christian Bielik. I'm sorry, mate, but he, he excelled in the, in the Euros that, that summer, last summer. And if we were looking at abroad for a, a really high quality 20, um, what's he, 21, I think he was, 21 years old. Yeah. And if we were looking at someone with a massive... T- look at Open Meccano. He's 20. And we've been quoted 70 million quid for him. Mm-hmm. Well, not being- <laughs> Seriously, Christian Bielik has got more experience than him because he's played for longer. And we're only asked... We, we got 10 million and we think we've done really, really well. I'm sorry, but that's... that's, just, that's it's just because that's only yeah. because we're used to losing... <laughs> Mate, uh, it's like a lot these days. <laughs> anyway, ten million quid for a, a really promising young central defender who can but also it, play like, that's, that's shit. It's like you, but it's like you say, Andrew. Uh, it was it Liverpool. They went. They went and got twenty million for Dominic Solanke. Uh, oh, you know, how are we only? How are we only to be like? It's mad. Oh. It's mad. Yeah. I don't. I just this did not understand this. that. It made me so angry. But anyway, we're going to pay the price because one day. We may end up buying that kid back for 40 million quid. Someone else will, uh, or, or more. I'm telling you, that kid has got it. But anyway, let's not go too much on it. But right back, we've only got uh, Bellerin, because I'm sorry, but Maitland Niles, in my opinion, he's had over 100 games now. The same as, uh, I believe, uh, uh, for Arsenal as a professional footballer. I may, I may have got that wrong. Don't quote me on those figures, but he's played a lot of games for Arsenal, put it that way. I, I don't think he's got the technical quality of being an Arsenal player. I hate saying that. One exception, and this, I've said this again a hundred times, and I, I've put a fear of repeating myself. If he actually made a, a decision that he, I am going to learn that right-back position inside out, and I'm going to be the best right-back I can be, and he made that conscious decision himself, he could actually be a very, very good right-back. I genuinely believe that he's got all the attributes. Yeah, he's it's not. So weird, mate. Enough, I, 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 he's sorry, he's not good enough to be a midfielder. That he's tell bent on being one. 
I know. He, he's yeah. got to get it out. He, he need, again, he needs a good, strong coach to take him to one side and say, look, mate, you've got to a crossroads in your career. Do you want to actually make a career view, uh, at Arsenal? Because if you do, this is your oh, excellent opportunity. Be a right it, back. It, and you could be, uh, you could have a very long career at Arsenal as a good it, right back. It's, it's just so it, funny, mate, because I, I said the exact same thing on my last podcast, which was I'm a massive fan of Ainsley. I'm a massive fan of him. And I'd be gutted if he left, but I said the same thing. I'm so desperate to see him get a run of games in midfield. But maybe maybe, maybe I have to accept the same as what he might have to accept, yeah. which is exactly what you've just said, is that it's right back or nothing. He's not it's, technically good enough for, as a midfielder. It's oh. going to be right back or nothing at Arsenal. And Si, I'm with you. I'm a massive, massive fan of his. I just, every time he gets a run out in the midfield, nothing. He's he's invisible or wor- or worse, and it's it's bad enough to be invisible as as a playmaker. But when you're when you're hurting your team, you, you can't do that. And it just every time he's he gets a run out midfield, he just doesn't take the opportunity. But he's had he's had some gems at right back. I agree hundred percent. He's he's got all of the attributes. Yeah, right? very yeah. very good right back. Really good, but he just does he he needs to learn how to defend properly. And he needs to learn that position inside out, like I said. And if he would do that, then absolutely keep him because I think he could do great things. Yeah. But as a midfielder, and I've, I, I, last time I saw him live was at the Emirates Cup, and I, I, I said this on a podcast afterwards. I, he was really close. I was sitting um, not to, just to the right of the goal, and he was right in front of me for a big part of the game, and I watched him really closely, and. I could. I mean, it was it was pre-season, so I'm not completely putting everything that my thoughts into that one game, obviously. But I just thought I had so many doubts about his actual technical quality on the ball. His first touch was just wasn't there, and that was a number of occasions. He didn't get any better throughout the game on that on that occasion, and he he just can't. He hasn't got the body. It's hard to explain, but he hasn't got the body movements, the lower body movements, to actually get out of tight spaces in midfield, which is really important in that and lay the ball off. He, simple technical qualities he, he just didn't have, and I just thought to myself, "Oh my God, he's just he's just not he's just not good enough. He ain't got it." I remember thinking those exact words throughout the game because I, I loved the guy. He's a he's an academy graduate, and I really wanted to to succeed, but I. The penny dropped for me on that day um, because I've, I've had those thoughts for quite a while and I just noticed certain parts of his game which I, I don't think he will be uh, succeed, uh, especially at a club like Arsenal as a midfielder or a wide forward. Um, so that's his only opportunity as far as I'm concerned, personally, just to be a right back. But he has to make that decision because he, he's got different ideas, hasn't he? So um, we, I still think we need a right back. I think we need a left back. We need. The, the, I think this least, is the problem, Andrew. Is, is, is we could probably do with one person in every position on the pitch, but it's yeah. it's gonna. Yeah. That's not realistic, is it? So we're gonna have no. to start with priority and prioritize. So it's like I think a lot of people would get rid of Bellerin if that was yeah. all we needed to do at the moment. Yeah. I know a lot of people that would get rid of him for somebody else, but we need so much more pressing positions than that. I'll 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 settle for Bellerin for the time being. He's not that it's, bad. It's like um, what I said that my sort of that team I went through earlier that I put on Twitter. I had uh, Party and um, Torreira next to him. Now Torreira 
in my opinion, I think we need to to sell him as well. But we, I, I need, on the list of priorities, someone alongside him is more important. And Torreira, we can make we can say say we can make do, but he can he can do a job for us there at the moment. I still don't think that he's he's right for us. I, I be, because of his mentality, and I, was, I explained this on the Ask Brothers podcast not too long ago. That the problem I've got with him is all his, all, every time he turns around, he's got his agent going on about him being up upset. He wants to go back to Italy. He's, he's unsettled. And we're always hearing about these rumours of him going back to Italy. That pisses me off. That's coming from somewhere. Because if he didn't want that to be in the public domain, he, I'm sure he's got it about him to actually say to his agent, like Aubameyang should say to his brother, can you just fucking stop that, please? Yeah. You're fucking wrecking my career here. Yeah. I'm happy where I am, thank you very much. None of that's going on because it keeps going on and on and on. And also, if he's not moaning about wanting to leave, he's fucking crying. I'm sorry, but you've got to have a certain mentality about you to be a high-level professional footballer. So just fucking grow up, mate, because at the moment, you are not filling me with confidence that you should be on the pitch. Because we we need, to, we need a fucking sea change in mentality that we talked about earlier. At the moment, that's a big, big concern with me about Torreira, that he's obviously picked up bad habits as well after working under Emery, and he still thinks he's um, Eden Hazard. But being down the other end of the pitch, so if he can rein himself in and actually be a good defensive midfielder again and learn that role again, I think he needs to relearn that role. I think he's just got so much out of his head that he needs to relearn it. I think you're written a massive nail on the head there, Andrew. It is. It's not now just getting in players where you've got to get them to play to your style. We've got a lot of players now that we just need to get back to actually playing football. Right. They've been wrecked by by previous right. regimes. I, I, I totally I, and and, and Torreira is a perfect example of that because I actually I I think there's a footballer in there, and and yeah. I think he just needs to rediscover the role that he was originally brought in here to play. And I hate to say it, but boy, I think Unai Emery just absolutely wrecked him by uh-huh. trying to play him somewhere where he where that's just not that's just not his forte. Um, but I, I I like Torreira. Just to that note, Andrew, I really want to see him stick around, and hopefully Arteta can get him, can bring him back to to what he was. Because think back to the World Cup when he played for Uruguay two summers ago. I mean, I mean he was oh my lord, yes, absolutely. Si, that's exactly it. He was top top class for for Uruguay in the World always Cup. Always is for Uruguay. Always is for Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the is- the unsettled stuff in London. When did that start, though? It started. A Last little summer. bit over the, it started a little bit over the summer, and it just progressed from from there as as Unai Emery content, continued to play him out of position, and I that I I just I don't get it. Unai Emery so. has, has wrecked a lot of our players, and I'm going yeah. to quickly move on to Sabios because this this may be controversial to some people. I I really 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 think that he could be a very special player, and I would still buy the guy. Yeah. I think he and it's another one that was completely ruined by Unai Emery. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna in this part, I'm going to throw in Willock as well because I think the same things happened to him. His confidence and Sabaz's confidence were just fucking off a cliff under Unai Emery, and they were. I mean, I was, I was, I was so angry with the the treatment of especially Willock in, in this particular point 
because uh, he's our own boy. So by us, at the moment, he's still a lone player. So uh, my protection is on Willock at the moment. Yeah. Because he's one of us. And I think I've got a big, big, big high hopes for Willock, but he's not going to do it for another couple of seasons. And as much as it pains me to say it, I think he's another one that needs to go out for a season long loan. Because um, if he could spend, and I said this again on the Ask Brothers podcast, if he could spend a lot more time in the gym to bulk up a bit and really work on certain areas of his game, in, in two seasons' time, I think he could be a player very, very much in the the mould of um, Thomas Party that we are talking about earlier. But he, he needs to bulk up because at the moment he's like a beanpole and he needs more experience. But I think he's really got it inside. I think he could really be that player. But well, he, he's, at the he's, moment, he's far he's, too weak at the moment. And he's, yeah. he's, mature, he's maturing massively, though. I, he is, yeah. last, before, before the start of last season, I said he's the least likely to get in the first team. I said he just he looks like he's built out of pipe cleaners. And yeah. then when he came back at this pre-season, oh, all right, he's, he's obviously been you know eating five meals a day, filling out a little bit. <laughs> like you say, I think yeah. we now need that next... That next yeah, step up again, where then you start. Of... Yeah, I think yeah. if he could, if he could work on that, it goes on a season-long loan next season. But actually gets a lot of games. Um, then the season after, I think we could have something very, very special on our hands. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so Bios, um, before he got injured, he showed in flashes. He, I think very, very quickly, and and. Um, very, very quickly, I think you can tell whether someone's actually got it, got it as a player. Real technical ability, that quality on the ball. He, I could see it very, very quickly with him that he's got an awful lot of very, very special um, technical skills and ability. He has got some really bad habits, not from us, but from, you know, from Spain that we'd need to iron out. But I think a good coach would take five minutes to sort that out with him on the training ground. And I think he could be an absolutely brilliant number eight. Um, just he, he needs to be the player to take the ball from the defenders and just sort of progress it up the field. Yeah, He needs to be so much more disciplined because it, it, he literally, it's like watching, um, you know, when you, if, if you've got a kid and they start playing football in a team for the very first time, when they're maybe about five, the ball goes there and, and, and they're all swarming around the ball like it flies around shit. You know, there's no positional sense whatsoever. They just all follow the ball around the pitch. Yep. He's a bit like that on his own. He literally wants to follow the ball everywhere. Yeah. And he's got he's got that in his head. And I think that's very much a Spanish thing. And it's I heard I can't remember who it was. I heard someone else say this on a podcast that he passes the ball and he follows the ball after he's passed it to get it back again all the time as well, which is something. It may work in in Spain. It's, it, it, the person that said it, I can't remember who it was. It's very much a Spanish thing. And um, yeah, because he can't play those tight little triangles. triangles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, that may work for you know uh, for some teams over in Spain, but it certainly doesn't work in the in the Premier League. And he needs to sort of iron that out of his game a little bit more and be a bit more uh, disciplined in his role. But I do think that if we can get him at a good price, I'd love to buy him and, and get him on a permanent deal because on top of what he need, what his mentality and his it's very infectious as well and he's got that kind of personality that would really 
we're missing as well. You could just see, see I, it, even when he's on the bench and it, a goal I'm scored. At the, right now, I'm but, at the 30 million, 30 million mark. I'd pay for. I'd yeah. be happy if we paid thirty for him. If we paid yeah. fifty, I'm, I think it'd be a big yeah. gamble. But someone, I, I someone... agree with you, Andrew. I think there's a there's a massive player in there because I've seen it. That's the yeah. thing that you know, Terreira. Uh, that's why I disagree a bit because Terreira. I've seen it. I've seen a monster of a player in there. That's why I don't like Xhaka because I've never seen that player. I've no, never. No. I've never. I've that's never a... been impressed by watching him yeah. play football. These other I... players in our team where. You know, under twenty freeze World Cup or whatever, I saw Sabayos. He was he was a beast. Yeah, in the World Cup, like that, yeah. like Tanner's just said, you you saw some impressive performances. I, I can never think of one from Xhaka. I'll, no. I'll tell you right now with this whole Xhaka thing, and not to keep going on about him, but just real quick, when you think about what he brings to a game, what impact does he? What impact does he really have? You have to get. He's great at twenty-five yard free kicks on net. Well, and Every he's a great professional footballer should be able to do that. Every yeah, but that's but that's that's Sorry. his that's his thing. He doesn't really with Jacques. I've never seen him really bring much more than that. So his effect on a game, maybe maybe, is sixty seconds out of I ba- ninety. I banged on last last week after after the West Ham game, and I I was sat with my mate, saying, now United fan, and I said, watch Jacques in this first half. Just watch him. Watch what he does. And he just hides in the half spaces all yeah. the time yeah. where he can't be past the ball. And honestly, he wasn't available for a pass at least till about 26 minutes into that West Ham game. And anybody well, that says to me, my my captain, this guy's up, go and watch that game and just yeah. tell me how many minutes you get in before you're totally disgusted by him and the idea not, of him wearing an Arsenal shirt. There's not one attribute he's got that any midfielder in all of the leagues, right down to League Two, there's not one attribute he's got that none of those players could do. Couldn't couldn't do, just, sorry. But just right. but just in our just in our team, Andrew, what does he do that no one else in our no, side nothing, can do? Nothing. nothing. And all the others it. have got yep. more positives than him. That's he's, why I can't understand people say he's our best midfielder. He's he our worst, in my he opinion. He doesn't have one one outstanding attribute. He's not a defensive midfielder, not an attacking midfielder. He can't play on the left or the right as he's not got enough mobility. Uh, he needs, uh, he, he, and the well, passing people go, Oh, he's an amazing passer. I'm sorry, mate, but if I'm paying you 100 grand a week as a professional footballer in the world's best league, the least I would expect is someone could pass a ball 25 yards to, 30 <laughs> yards to another player. Yeah. Well, this is what, well, this is what I say, Andrew. That, that West Ham game was the prime example of Granite Xhaka. That was for me the worst I've, I've ever seen him, and I do not like him one bit. But even being objective, that was the worst I've seen him. And like I say, you get to half time uh, and he's not been available for a pass really once. And then yeah. in the second half, once once they, we'd have got beat by West Ham, the same as we'd, we'd have got beat the other night for me. But both of those teams made mistakes in seeing us as weak and going for our throats. And what they should have done, he's both gone, we're quite desperate for a result as well. Well, West Ham should have done that. West Ham should have gone 1-0 up and gone, right, we just need to win 1-0. If they'd have shut yeah. up shop at 1-0, we'd have got beat. We'd have got beat yeah. 1-0. But because they went for us, it opened the game up and then we had to counter-attack in football. And that's when we look good, when we start playing fast because we've got good counter-attacking, pacey, yeah. pacey players. But even in that game, in the second half, as soon as we equalised, he suddenly starts going, all oh, right, yeah, pass me the ball now, pass yeah, me the now ball. now he it's wants open. to be involved. He wants yeah, everybody else yeah, to get yeah. in and do the work. But, but and what was he doing gonna... in that second half? How many times did he play the ball across the edge of our box and, and pay, give it away? Six yeah. times. Well, and, wow. that's in, and that's in 45 minutes of football. What he, he played two good passes in that game for me that went forward. Two. 
And like I say, I made a point of going back and watching that game and, and, and trying to be objective and saying, did I see this right the first time? I want to have another look and draw a proper opinion on it. And I, I implore our to watch that Western game and Granite Xhaka and, and defend him because I was appalled. Uh, I, I was absolutely appalled. The only thing I've ever defended Granite Xhaka on is the 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 abuse that he's taken online and the things that people have said. That's yeah, the, that's, that's, the, that's that's the yeah, no no place for that whatsoever. But as a footballer, now I I I don't know what we ever saw in him to bring him. Where was he? Uh, Gladback? Is that where he came yeah. from? And for what, 30 million, 35 million pounds? That, that's just, that's that's insanity because I, I haven't seen a 35 million pound player in there myself. Um, and, and, and Tony Tony in the comments, back passes, slow tempo, and fan shouting to shoot it from 40 yards out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. That's what he does. He goes backwards and lateral, side to side, and that's it. That's I I I have I have there are no more words I I got us started I mean, on the Jaka thing and it's a bit different for you because you're American but honestly watching him take dead balls he's like when Harry Kane was doing it for England it's embarrassing it's like somebody take the ball off him because I yeah. can't watch any more corners at the first man I can't watch yeah. any more free kicks go flying I just stop it somebody else have a go and that's <laughs> another thing with Torreira he's a great dead ball specialist it's crazy yeah. we've not used him at all yep yep the I, guy's I, I, a demon. It just goes back to look. I'll, I'll be honest that the this this Unai Emery thing, man, and what he has done to some of these players and and just regressing their careers is it's criminal. It's it's, it's absolutely fine. It's it's almost like he was like a like a Tottenham spy sent to destroy us from within. <laughs> uh, seriously, I, I mean. I, not not to not to I don't want to go off on I he's going to have some massive editing to do because we're at an hour and thirty six minutes here and I think I know, well I've got a, I've got to go soon because I'm on a, eh, I'm meant to be on another one at nine o'clock I uh, I, I got to run too because I got to get some food I've barely eaten anything since since we've been home since we should, got should we just should, should we just leave while Andrew's gone Nah yeah yeah we're we're out of here and let him wrap up um, No I I just uh, come back to a tumbleweed to stop yeah, the tumbleweed. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's, it, it is interesting on the like, like you're saying the the players that are in the I'm squad. Sorry, like, no, I'm trying to go and deal with something. Uh, but no, it, it is interesting on the like, like you say the. Oh. Yep, we got, we got, we got. We can hear his computer now. Right, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Sorry about that. At least uh, oh, your my show's in good hands by with not one but two hosts. Uh, we were uh, just making, we just made fun of you behind your back. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I um, know that we're uh, going to have to start wrapping up, but um, the front three I'm going to quickly go for. I'm, I'm I mean the forwards. I'm really happy with all of them. However, I would I would definitely quite happily. Um, in fact, who was it that? mentioned on the comments i think uh i think it might have been tony i don't know I'll just well, well, just, it. while, while you're looking at while you're said, looking at that andrew just on that note when you were saying before about if there's actually a deal available with madrid where yeah. they're looking to give us if they gave us jovic and sabayo yeah that's for, it for hey, Aubameyang. Tony plus plus What's 30 that? million or something like that they wanted to give uh, us uh, no, well well i either jovic i i mean i'd straight swap jovic for Aubameyang. Well, yeah. if we can get if we can get Sabios as part of the deal as well, absolutely. Well, that, would rip that one that I saw was 
I saw one that was Sabayos, Jovic, and 20 million, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I was 20, like, yeah, oh. 20 and 20 million. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, Oxford just leveled against Manchester City here, 1 1. I wouldn't be surprised if Oxford won that. They're playing brilliant football this season, um, Oxford. But um, yeah, I would I would happily sell either one or both of our Bamiyang and Lacazette, personally. I think totally Bamiyang agree, Lacazette, I think they've been absolutely. I mean, Bamiyang, we've discussed earlier. And Lacazette's attitude this season has been disgusting as far as I'm concerned. I really, he's really pissing me off, if I'm honest. When he, he, the way he looked on the bench the other day was just unacceptable. And do you know what? Apparently, I didn't, I didn't know this, but apparently when he went up to warm up, up and down the side of the pitch, he was wearing trainers. I mean, what the fuck's that all about? <laughs> We're a professional fucking football club. But this he, is somebody po- training. In, Andrew, in but somebody pointed it out the other day, like... You know, the other week there was a ball boy warming up with the players. The other day it was like a doctor or someone was having a kick about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, you yeah, know, Ainsley, Ainsley Maitland-Niles with his chain. It's just no one's taking it seriously. It, it's I've been saying it for years. It's Butlin's FC. It's been that way it's for it. years. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They're allowed, they're allowed to do what they want and get away with anything. And I'm sorry, but if I, if my player started running up and down, in, and I mean, don't, don't get me started on the substitution with Saka. I mean, what the fuck? As soon as a player hits the deck... That, as a player in that position who's on the sub bench, you go and jump up and start warming up immediately. And the fact that they're not even ready is just beyond the joke. I mean, the, the whole culture has got to go. It's got to it's just got to got to change. Um, but anyway, I know you two have got to got to shoot off. I really appreciate you you both your time. We've been on for an hour and forty, so thanks ever so much. I'm sorry we've overrun. But I, think we, I, mean, I mean, personally, I think we've probably covered, I think we could have gone on for another double the amount of time, but there's so much to talk about at the moment. We're not going to, don't, I mean, I know you can't anyway, but I think we could, uh, you know, pick this up again, to be perfectly honest, because there's so much to go through that I, um, there's yeah. important stuff. But um, yeah, I think we've got through quite a bit though today. And in summary, I think it could hopefully turn out to be a good appointment. But we should all, as a fan base, please let's fucking just give him some time. Let's not get on the get on his back. It's not going to be an overnight thing. We all know that. So just give him some time to actually settle. It was the same with me with with Emery. I, I said he can have two to three years for me. Like mm. and, and and for me, Arteta's going to be the same as long as things you know there might be a rocky patch, and I'm sure there will be because I don't see things. That, I think people, I said it the last, the next 10 games, I said we'd get six points. People hammered me. Well, we've played five games and we've got, what, five points so far. And well, we've got all of our hardest games left. So I don't really expect, I, I didn't expect us to win those games before we got Arteta. So I don't expect us to win them with him if we do bonus. But I think people need to really look a bit more long term. You know, this is. Yeah. Well, we we oh, do yeah, have to yeah. get behind him, whether you like it. He was your ideal guy or not. Yeah, with with with, with Emery, and I was and and Cy, I was with you there. I I wanted to give Emery, I wanted to give him two years, but it 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 started really what Crystal Palace last year when the downfall I think with Unai Emery started, and and I think for Unai Emery he needs to go to a club where achieving Europa League qualification is a massive massive accomplishment for them because that's what he. That's his thing, and and 
He should go so, to Espanol. Espanol would be perfect. Yep. They're going to be looking yeah. for a new guy. Yeah, that's, that's a good shout, Andrew. They're, they're um, at the bottom of the league at the moment. And yeah, uh, yeah. It, un- unless the run of form is what and Emery needed to go. I'm not saying that we should have given him till the end of the year. I was Emery out pretty much after Watford. I was I was full blown Emery out after the Watford game. Um, at, at that point, it's if the run of form is that bad, and you see the same mistakes being made game in and game out, that's that's coaching, and he needed to go. But oh, with with Arteta, I uh, oh, sorry guys, sorry watch is going off. Um, with with Arteta, two three years easily. I I just don't. I was never excited about the Emery hire. I think I, I I think Arteta will get it right, and I think we will. I think honestly, we'll see a change straight away. Well, with I Arteta. Think that what's important for Arteta is that he needs to actually um, show us that this is the way we want to play. This is the the uh, we obviously haven't got the players to do that at the moment, so we need to replace players, and we need to work to this project and and get there in the end, and, and you know not. When I say in the end, I'm not talking about like five years time or whatever. But we're going to get there. But this is we need players uh, and we need some patience. We will get there. Uh, we well, all need it. to understand that. But we need to know what the plan is. Right. That, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's that's that is exactly it. Communication. What is the plan? What is our style? You know, yeah. the, the, not that, not. I think that's, that's all you can really expect to see over the next few yeah. weeks. Is yep, we exactly. want to see a style of play. We want to, even if we're still shit, let's yeah. see the idea. Let's see what this is because we've, that's what we've not the had. Only other no thing I, the yeah. only other thing I want to see out of Arteta when he comes in is a ruthlessness with the players. This is why I never wanted Ancelotti to come in here because he's too lax with his players. His training sessions are easy, relaxed. I never wanted Ancelotti because this team needs a disciplinarian to come in and say, it's time to, to, to shape up and pardon the language, fucking fly right. Because this team has been too laxed and gotten away with too much for too long that back to your point, Andrew, we're seeing guys, you know, in trainers on the on the on the touchline warming up, you know, Ainsley Maitland Niles with his chain, you know, that cannot happen. And and for a head coach to just say, Yeah, okay, well, whatever. No, you're not gonna play. You're not gonna play. So go go collect your paycheck, but sit up there and watch. I, I, none of this. I just want to quickly add, I don't blame Freddie for any of this, to be perfectly no, honest. No, not at all. And I, I really, really hope that none of the fans have turned on him or do turn on him or start dissing him in any way because he has been set up to fail from the moment yep. he, he yep. took over the job. The fact that he's got having to use the fucking club doctor to go and help the warm-up, that is just an absolute embarrassment. Yeah. Fucking embarrassment. I'm sorry, but... Anyone, anyone who turns on Freddie... Or, or or slates him for for any of the any of the results that he's been in charge for. They, first of all, they don't understand sports, let alone understanding football. Hey, so, he's not had hardly any actual no. training sessions where he can nope. work on a shape and work on team tactics because he's always had a, a warm down day after every match. Now every match he's he's had the game every three game three days. Yeah, so he's had a warm down day. Then he's had one training session right. and then the day before if it's an away game they're going to travel yep. so he's hardly had anything any time with the players so it's just uh, I hope we get a role for him within the club I don't know whether that's going to be a possibility but I really do hope that that's the case because it'll be such a shame to lose him I do think he'll be I don't know whether he'll ever be a good manager or a head coach but I think he's an excellent coach 
uh, to work alongside someone. And I, I do hope we find a, a space for him somewhere still. Yeah. Within yeah. the uh, Arteta. I don't think Arteta's got a backroom staff. So fingers crossed that that might be a possibility. Um, but anyway, I'll let you guys go. Thank you ever so much for being on. Any, everyone yeah. watching, I can't thank you all enough. It's been fantastic. Um, thanks ever so much for all your comments. It's been really good. Some good stuff in there. Funny stuff as well. Um, if you can please, please, please give us a like. That'd be fantastic. Share it with your friends. And uh, yeah, tune in for next week. Um, subscribe if you haven't done so already. And please, by the way, subscribe to these two guys' channels. The Bearded Gooner. Got a fantastic channel on uh, YouTube. And obviously, Psycho. It's, is it gonna gonna talk isn't it psycho yeah mate gonna talk please subscribe to those two guys channels as well they're all part of the uh the the guna family so let's please support each other and um yeah everyone puts out some good content and it's only for the benefit of you guys that are listening thank you very much and watching so until next time thank you guys take care take care nice one brother cheers, cheers lads All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Please like, subscribe, rate five stars, all the usual stuff. That'd be really, really appreciated. Let me know what you thought about the uh, Martinelli chart earlier. Please get in touch with any ideas for the show, any feedback, uh, any questions. That'd be fantastic. You can leave voice messages, actually, via the anchor.fm link that I usually tweet out to each um, show. And before we finish, I'll give you one last chance to listen to my Martinelli chant. Take care. Optional start. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. We don't need Aguero because Martinelli scores. Score, Martinelli, score. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby is on fire. We don't need Aguero because Martinelli scores. Score, Martinelli, score. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about from Dar Square to Where. So if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Where YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye.